Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. Good morning. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the heat and the cold. They all remind us of the seasons that you put us through. That no season lasts forever, even when we are down. We thank you, Father, that every night, dark night, no matter how dark it is, is followed by a bright new morning. That there are times and there are seasons and you give each one that opportunity to rise again for your favor to shine. And you give each of us that will to make that choice and that decision. And you are ever willing to honor it. You always call each one by name. You call us to be with you and are ever willing to fill us with your presence, Father. We thank you for your peace and for your joy that you are ever willing to pour into our hearts. And this new day as we come to you with all our challenges in our life, with all our limitations, with all our vulnerabilities, with all our failures, with all our crowns, our achievements, our successes as well. We surrender all of those to you, Lord, today. <clears throat> so that when we stand before you in this prayer, we have humbled ourselves completely. We do not stand taller on our achievements, but we recognize and remember and acknowledge that you are the one that blesses us with that grace upon our life. That you are the one that lifts us through the wisdom that you pour into our hearts. And that you are that shepherd that uses your crook and your staff to guide us, to protect us, and to provide for us. We thank you, Lord. We share that same peace and that same joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, a part of this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it also, Lord, with all those that are Christians and have not yet personally encountered you and all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. And we ask for quickening, for drawing them in towards you. And Father, in our prayer this morning, in all sincerity, we call on your name. The name of the one who is the creator and the maker of the universe. The one who is the lifter of men and is ever faithful. The one who is able to perform and do more than we can even ask or imagine. One who is able to make every grace abound towards us. The preserver, the protector, and our shield. The ancient of days, the one in whom we place our trust. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, your word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And now through your spirit, through revelation, he's made more real to us through scripture. The lion of Judah, the one who leads us in the day of battle, the way, the truth and the life, the one who gave of everything of himself and did not hold back just for our salvation. That rock upon which we build our Christian faith, our church, our experience that we might become kingdom people, that we might become that royal priesthood 
that Peter spoke about. The one who is our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of truth and light who reveals all to us. The spirit of the living God. The breath of the father. The one who has made his tabernacle within us. So that we are powered by that supreme power of the universe. Encapsulated, hidden within us. That no matter how weak and vulnerable we look on the outside, when he is within us and when he makes the word come alive within us, recognizing that that power is given to us on our tongue, everything that we then speak carries significant spiritual weight and is able to bring about a difference. We thank you, Father, that you make your word known to us. You reveal those little secrets to us every single day. That when we use that in our place of prayer, in our connection with you, when we speak that word, the Holy Spirit moves just like he moved and the earth and everything on it, all life form was created. The creator of the universe moving at our spoken word. That we are able to collaborate with him in any new creation and in modifying anything that isn't working in accordance with his will and his plan just by we speaking it. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us with a roof over our head, with family that care about us, that are a representative of your love, that unchanging love for us, no matter what sort of wicked thoughts run in our head, they still stand for us like you do. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with friends, with family. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. People do not know us and yet come forward, stand up for us. Many times even they do not know. We thank you, Father, for the mysterious ways in which you work. You work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purpose. The ones you have drawn towards you and have quickened in their spirit. We thank you, Father, for your unchanging and everlasting love for us. For that mercy that you renew for us every single day. Thank you, Lord. And as we pray, I cover and speak every, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus as also we draw a bloodline by that precious blood of, that has won all victories, the blood of Jesus around every member of every family that is part of this ministry and everyone that is part of this prayer meeting as well. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. Your holy and perfect will for each one. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our word, remembering that life and death is in the power of our tongue. By speaking and proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. And we declare that it will not return to us empty, 
but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in accordance with the will of the Father, the express written will, with faith, in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> Two Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, what does it mean to take these thoughts captive and how do you do it? Let's reflect on that today. Every thought is a suggestion. And a wicked thought is a suggestion from a wicked spirit which does not have any control over you until you do what it suggests. And by doing what it suggests, you thereby give it permission and control over you. And the more often you accept that suggestion, it starts to become a habit. And once that becomes a habit, this spirit has gained a stronghold. Taking a thought captive means you do not let that thought or suggestion be overbearing on you. You do not let it tempt you to take action according to what is suggested. Instead, you take control over it by resisting it. And here I am reminded of James chapter 4 verse 7. You submit to God, then you resist the devil until he tires and flees. And then the part of you that would, under normal circumstances, succumb to that kind of thought now, is strengthened to the point of saying no, where earlier you couldn't say no to that temptation. But that doesn't happen overnight. Let's look at a few ways to take thought, to take our thoughts captive. But first, I'd like to talk about disrupting that thought. And Brother Vivek has taken up that example during our recent series in <clears throat> teachings where he, he demonstrated it with Brother Savio by using the counting of numbers and then disrupting that counting by getting the person to say hallelujah. So the counting was only in the mind but as soon as you start to speak with your mouth hallelujah, that thought can be disrupted. So disrupting where you feel you are slightly starting to be over, uh, overwhelmed by that thought, that's the best way to start disrupting it. Now let's get into a few ways in which we can take the thought captive. And the first one, the first point that I'd like to make is we think a thousand thoughts, probably thousands of thoughts every day. So what you feed your mind is what it thinks about more often. Here we go back to that passage where Jesus said a house swept clean can be infiltrated by all kinds of suggestions. That wicked spirit that was suggesting a thought will now bring seven more who will suggest seven different kinds of thoughts. Now you know how the thousands of thoughts come into your head. A house swept clean can be infiltrated, infiltrated by all kinds of suggestions. But if you fill it with the word of God, 
then that is what your mind thinks about all the time. When it's preoccupied with this, it is a full house. There is no space for those other suggestions. So the first one is to start reading the word, to start studying the word and to start meditating on it. Go back to that example that we were talking about. And now if you take the one scripture that you're meditating on, and I'm, I'd like to stress and remind us of that word that Brother Vivek taught us to highlight it. To meditate is to mutter. You keep saying it softly under your breath. It's just like saying hallelujah when your mind was counting numbers. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You can only do that when you fill your mind with those things. And all those things come from the word of God, what the word of God makes real to you as you meditate on it and the Lord gives you understanding. So what we're really saying here is focus your mind on these things. Start by reading the word. Make it consistent, a persistent practice every single day. Let that be a habit. Feeding your spirit just like you feed your body with food, with meals. The second one, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Two things to watch out for are your behavior and your mindset. Both of these must be reviewed from time to time and you then allow God to transform your mind by surrendering and submitting to him. And that's the whole purpose in when we start prayer to surrender. And we say we're not just surrendering our weakness and our failures, we surrender our crowns as well. The biggest crown we wear on our head is pride and ego. We need to surrender those, empty ourselves so that he can fill. If we don't empty it, there is no place for him to fill. It is still a full house, but filled with wrong things. So do not be conformed to the ways of the world means you do not do the way others do things. But you let the word of God wash your mind and renew it. And then fill it with the precepts that Jesus teaches. And then what you have learned and understood there, you compare your behavior and your mindset with that to see whether what you are doing, the way you think, the way you speak is in alignment with what the Bible says. If not, then we start to make corrections. We receive grace. We pray for that grace to make those corrections in our life. Number three, think through the situation, analyze and respond. Often out of our ego and our pride, we tend to react. If someone said something to us, let me give him twice back. Reactions are often done in haste, in anger, and many a times in vengeance. And people end up repenting then later for that mistake that they make. It is important for each of us to think through, to analyze, and then take our time Ask for the grace of Lord, what is it that is really in this scenario? How should I be responding to it?
Number four, Romans 12 verse 21 says, do not be overcome by, <clears throat> sorry, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And this is connected to that third point we just made, reacting and responding and the difference. When we respond in love, Satan loses control and foothold over that situation. And that's what we are advised here. You can choose to react, fight back with foul language, and the matter can become more ugly when the other person says something more. Or you can choose to look above that problem and focus on resolving it rather than taking it or rather than spreading it even more to the point that it becomes threatening. And a fifth one is confession. That is another way. When we confess, God forgives. And he says, confess to one another as well. Why? So that if we have, or if they have anything against us, when we confess and submit, they forgive as well. And we can pray for each other. But more importantly, when God forgives, we should also ask for that grace to turn away from that wickedness so that we do not lapse once again into it. Confession is a very good way to offload the burden that we are carrying on our mind. Especially when we have made a mistake. And if we do not confess, then it stays with us. The guilt stays and keeps on increasing. But when we confess, we can get rid of that guilt. The accuser no longer has any, anything that he can bring against us when we have received forgiveness for it. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, we do not wage a war against flesh and blood. But the war is against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places whose job is to suggest these thoughts. And that is why it is called the battlefield of the mind. And if you have missed that powerful series of teaching that Brother Vivek did on the battlefield of the mind, I'd encourage you to go back into our YouTube channel and have a look. It is there. It's a very powerful teaching. But that this today's reflection is directly connected with that teaching. The whole battle is fought in your thoughts. It is important for us to identify what is that one weak area where the devil gets us every time. And you will know it. Perhaps it is lust. Perhaps it is food. Perhaps it is anger. It could be anything for anyone. Identify that one area that the devil gets you in every single time and start focusing on it. Taking that thought, that suggestion, that wicked suggestion actually, captive, bringing it in obedience to Christ. Father, today we receive grace to identify that one vulnerability in our life. That one vulnerability that the devil always takes advantage of. And today we reject his suggestion and refuse him permission to control our thoughts. We ask for a strengthening in our spirit that the flesh is no longer susceptible to those suggestions. But is obedient to the spirit that is joined with your spirit to be one.
and we are able to submit and we are able to submit to god and resist the devil till he flees from us and we ask this lord in the mighty name of jesus we receive that grace today and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends especially those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease this day those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures we pray for all those families that are battling any kind of division and separation the enemy seeks to steal kill and destroy we pray for those battling all kinds of strongholds and here we look at our own selves first that one area that the devil keeps getting us every single time we declare lord we reject that permission that authority we have given them we cancel that permission by the blood of jesus and we declare every such bondage broken in your mighty name lord as each one renounces it we declare that in the name of jesus we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us when we release our prayer making it a prayer of agreement with each other and release it in faith we know in our hearts lord that that prayer must only come back as an answered prayer I encourage those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandakiya, 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 Sh
Ya <laughs> 
powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture being given today is from 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16. Therefore, gird up your minds, be sober, set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat that is connected with this one as well. This is taken from 1 Peter 5, verse 8, where in the scripture that Shanin just said, he said, gird up your thoughts. Here in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Other scriptures we have shared in our chat this morning include James chapter 4, verse 14 and 15, quoted from the NRSV, where it, it is written, Yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. Another scripture shared is from... Micah chapter 3, verse 8, again quoted from the NRSV, which says, But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin. The fourth scripture is shared from Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, quoted from the NIV. And this should be the prayer for each one, actually. The prayer of each one, where it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them 
with your family and friends is also Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram page, on our Facebook page. And now he's also started posting them on our YouTube channel. So you can share them from there as well. Also a reminder about our Bible study session. This Friday will be the fourth part in our series on changing the scene and shaping the unseen. We will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube on our Telegram page. We shall share it later this morning. Please share that with family and friends and invite them to come. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah.